Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of College Football here with the Betting Predators. I am your host, Justin Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter at CoachJRod1. I am blessed, humble, to be joined for 10 straight weeks by one of the best handicappers in all of the world, regardless of the sport, my uncle, Dave Essler. You can catch him on Twitter at Dave underscore Essler. Uncle Dave, for those who listened last week and those who jumped on with us and they said, you know what, I'm going to ride with the uncle and the nephew and I'm going to bet everything. They did pretty well, no? Yeah, I, I don't think there were any losses. I, I you know, I don't, I, I, I don't track them all, but you would probably. Uh, the public, me and the public lost. You gave us the three with Texas. You even gave us the tie, so no big there. And we lost. Um, so the public did lose on that, but you did call it right with Baylor. Well, um, I'm thankful that I was able to call it right. I mean, you know, I do the work, let the chips fall where they may. You know, I got to say, though, I was not the best handicapper in the world yesterday because I actually thought the Jets would give the Colts a better game. I know you were on the Colts. You texted me. Um, so congratulations. And I don't think Mike White going out probably wouldn't have made any difference uh, because the Jets' defense was horrendous. But well, not know. only that, Johnson threw for 303 touchdowns. Could you really? I mean, even I if White did that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so basically, I was pitiful yesterday. So I won't. I won't wear the crown today. Well, no touting needed. But I did text you. I was trying to give away free money. You didn't want to take it. I did say I'm a square pick on the Colts. I also told you that I was on uh, my boys over there, Georgia State, yes, against uh, Louisiana. What was actually great about that game is I got Georgia at plus 13 and a half, and at halftime, they were up three nothing. And then what I did is I kind of risked it a little bit. I went back and bet the second half money line, Louisiana minus 160, and I actually doubled up because Louisiana went in the game only by four, which is a cash both ways. Let me ask you. How often, when you're in a positive EV situation at halftime, do you ever risk that double up, knowing that if you do lose, you're only going to come out even? Is that something that you often do um, at halftime when you're ahead? Yeah, I do quite a bit of that, actually. But I say quite a bit. I actually have to be paying attention to the game more than, um, you know, it's not something I can I can pick up and go, oh, look at that, look at that. You know, I have to see how the game flow is going because – you know, sometimes there's reasons that aren't aren't correctable where whatever happened in the first half is going to continue to happen. But I do it a lot more with totals. You know, if I have um, if I have an under, and you know, under let's just use a round number. I have I have under sixty, and you know, the first half and and the line kind of went up a lot. You know, a lot of people were expecting it to go over um, as it was, and you know, if the first half is like, you know, 13 to seven or whatever, and the, and the second half total is like 28, I will then take the over and have like a, like a, whatever it is, 12 point middle to try and win both halves of it that way. So um, I guess that's probably greedier than what you did because you have the potential to win them both. And odds are I, I have the potential to give back, free money but I do do a lot of that with totals yes 
Yeah, I love it. I mean, when I'm in that situation, I do tend to get greedy and it obviously depends on where I was. I actually had a bad night the night before in basketball. So I was actually down uh, a good a bit and a good amount, actually. And I had a chance to get a bit of that back, which I did. So uh, knock on wood for that. But yeah, last week, Uncle Dave, best bet under Wisconsin and Iowa. That was a hit. First half, Michigan, that was a hit. Game total in that same game, Michigan State plus the four, that was a hit. Um, West Virginia uh, at home, that was a hit. Auburn, which we both agreed on at the same time. I've got a lot of good publicity on that little segment, so we're going to have to do that again. That was a hit. And then Pizza Bet, Cal, that was a hit. And then if I don't mind touting just for a little bit, my audition in the NFL, the Panthers, not only covered but won outright in Atlanta, that was a hit. So pretty good weekend for us and the listeners. Yeah, well, that just means we have nowhere to go but down this week. So be we're careful. going 0-5 today, at least. So I know. without further ado, let's jump into it. We have a good slate of games here. We're starting with number 12, Baylor. They're 7-1. and one. They're traveling to TCU, which is unranked. They're 3-5. and five. Opening line, Baylor minus 5, over under 59. Current line, Baylor minus 6.5, over under 58. Uncle Dave. I'm back on track. We're six and three best bet over the course of the season. And I'm going to stay in that leadoff role here. This is all about situation and line for me. TCU is going to be playing without Gary Patterson for the first time in a very, very long time. The defense has unraveled. The offense is shaky at best. And normally when you get in these situations, you think, wow, he's been there for so long. This is going to be a negative effect on a team, yada, yada, yada. But in most cases, and I'll use the John Gruden as as an example, we all thought John Gruden was a competent coach. But anytime that there's a situation when things aren't going according to plan, it's almost like a team has new life. A breath of fresh air has been breathed into them and uh, they come out with some emotion. So with them playing at home, with this line being at only six and a half and not getting up to that seven yet, with 90% of the uh, tickets and cash coming in on Baylor, and we can't get over a touchdown, even though I hate this pick, give me the rejuvenated Horn Frogs at home with the six and a half. They might lose by 50, but I'm going best bet, TCU plus six and a half with a rejuvenated coaching staff, rejuvenated players. And I'm not going to throw any stats behind this, except for the fact that Baylor uh, defensively in the passing game can be a little sloppy at times. And Max Duggan, who has been unheard of because of how poor TCU has been, is actually not doing so bad. He uh, has 14 touchdowns to only four interceptions, 1,600 yards on the season. So um, I don't absolutely love it because obviously everybody's going to like Baylor, but I'm on best bet TCU. Yeah, I'm not so sure I agree with you. Um, I didn't think you would today. Well, you make valid points. And those are things I certainly considered. But the fact of the matter is, um, I just don't, I don't know how that Patterson departure is going to affect the Frogs, you know, but their offense hasn't been good all year, really. And, And worse lately, 31 points in their last two games. And You know, the case can be made for them because Baylor does have some impressive defensive numbers, but, you know, they've given up points uh, and they built some of those stats against, you know, Kansas and and Texas State, if you will. So, you know, I actually, I looked hard at the under. 
I, I thought maybe that the total would be 50 ish not 58 or 59 so uh, I'm, I'm actually leaning to the under uh, and I won't flop to the over because the early birds like it but you know uh, and it's also Baylor's first trip out of Waco in a month um, uh, so you know I, I tried to find ways not to take Baylor um, but I can't really not um, you know TCU might have motivation for Patterson being gone, but, you know, I know Baylor has plenty too. I mean, it's not likely they can move up far in the, in the CFP rankings. They're 12th, uh, but they do only have one loss uh, on the road to Oklahoma State, I believe. They get the Sooners at home uh, and they could win out. And if they're big 12 champs, they'll get some love. And, you know, you just don't know who else will drop. And, you know, I know that um, the likelihood of all those things falling into place for Baylor is, probably slim but don't tell them that uh, i mean they sure know you know i like what around is doing remember you know he knows how to win he was the the dc at lsu for a number of years so i have to i have to lean baylor here and i do like the under well i don't like it when we disagree with each other but just the line in the situation, I have to believe that I'm on the right side. And like I said, it, it, they may end up losing by 40, and, and, and so be it. But the one thing that you did mention that I forgot to is the look-ahead spot. Um, Baylor has a big opportunity next week, and um, they're going to TCU, who, um, you know, from the outside looks to be in shambles. They lost their coach. Um, these are kids. They might have a letdown spot here. They might not. They might keep it rolling because of the motivation of where they are in the rankings. But at the end of the day, the biggest factor for me is 90% of the tickets and the money, and that's not over a touchdown. Is that not concerning to you at all if you are backing Baylor? Yeah, it most certainly is. Um, and that's another case of, you know, do you ride with your work or the market or both? And ultimately, I, I just couldn't get to TCU in spite of all the yellow flags on Baylor um you know I could be wrong and you know I'd like to be wrong so you can go to seven and three but I'd like to be right so I can be right well 70 percent sounds pretty good has a nice ring to it Uncle Dave 60 percent does too yeah I know but 70 is better that's like the old saying you know like uh I hate losing more than I like winning shout well, out to Dean. You know, I get it. I get it. I, you know, I wish you the best of luck on that. Well, we'll see how many people are riding with me. Um, you've you've put out a caution flag for them, but I'm still on it. I don't I don't waver. That's why we do this work on our own. One of the reasons I think I, I, I can get to Baylor is that total being as high as it is. You know, I mean, if it was in the 40s or 50-ish, like I thought maybe, I'd be like, well, you know, it could be a... Well, see, school me on that, Uncle Dave. If they get to close to 60... You know, I, I have to think that maybe Baylor gets, um, you know, enough enough uh, room to get margin. See, okay, so this is where I need to be educated, and maybe the listeners as well. I factor that in as well. But when I looked at that, I seen, man, a, a TCU team who's only put up, what, 17, 15, 28, something like that in the last three games, haven't put up a lot of points. And then I see the high total. So in my mind, I'm expecting, okay, wow. They're, they're thinking that TCU is going to be able to keep up a little bit here. Or Baylor just whacks the shit out of them. And that's possible. It's happened before. 27 to 10. Now, I will say this. This is a little bit of a tout. But on best bets this year when we've had a crossfire, and it hasn't been many times, uh, I believe you are 0-1. 
So if I found the only two, and nobody else knows one. <laughs> okay, well then we'll get the fade Uncle Dave uh, hashtag going on Twitter. I'm better as an underdog anyway. I hear you. I hear you. Let's move on. We have number thirteen Auburn. They cashed for us last week. They're six and two. They're traveling to Texas A&M, number fourteen in the country. They're six and two as well. Opening line: Texas A&M minus four and a half over under. 50 current line is sitting at texas a&m minus four and a half still over under 49 uncle dave auburn has won four of their last five only losing to number two georgia um they've done it in pretty convincing fashion over Ole miss and arkansas i feel like they're being disrespected and i think that people are just remembering that uh, texas a&m win against uh, the mighty alabama i'm riding with auburn again yeah, I don't disagree with you. And there's a lot of people I'm seeing that that, that do disagree. Um, but, you know, if they're plus four and a half at the Aggies, which although the Aggies do have one of the better home field advantages in college football, what they're saying is that A&M is better than Auburn. And, and I don't think they are. I mean, as you mentioned, I think maybe A&M is still living off that Alabama win. You know, since that game, they played. South Carolina and Missouri, both at home, both blowouts, you know, go figure. Uh, let's not forget they lost to Arkansas and Mississippi State, you know, the week before the Alabama game. So you can claim look ahead there, but, you know, that's 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 on the coach, I believe. And, you know, not only has Auburn won every game they're supposed to, they've actually played the fourth most difficult schedule in the nation, and they've already got two conference road wins. The Aggies have only played uh, one true road game at Missouri. So, you know, now their fun starts. After this game, they got Ole Miss on the road, a practice game with Prairie View, and then at LSU. So, yeah, the Aggies have some stout numbers, but aside from Alabama, they haven't played anyone and and, and, and only recently left uh, the state of Texas. And if you're going to beat Auburn, you're going to have to pass. Uh, and if Corral and Ole Miss couldn't do it, I'm not sure Calzada and Fisher can do it. And And Fisher brings me back to the coaching matchup. I've I've never been a Jimbo fan, but, you know, as I said, that loss to Mississippi State at home the week before the, the Bama game is one that, that just should never happen. So, you know, I blame that on the coach. They were a touchdown favorite at home. Um, the Aggies were four and a half to Arkansas and lost. So this line says Arkansas is the same as Auburn, and I'm going to say, well, no, they're not. And, you know, in Harson again, once I have to trust him. Yeah, I, I, I love the coach. I know that you were a little bit skeptical out him, uh, with him early on. I know the fan base was as well. But where he came from and where he is now, I think obviously he's ultra motivated. Um, the other thing that I look at, I lean under here, Uncle Dave. Um, Auburn's only given up 19 points per game as Texas A&M is giving up 16 points per game. Um, and like you said, uh, the pass defense uh, for Auburn has been spectacular. They just uh, did what they did to the Heisman front runner and the so-called best passing attack in the country. And then we saw what A&M can do um, at home. And like you said, uh, with the home field advantage and what they did to Alabama, we really got robbed on this game. This is a six o'clock start for me all day. Why it's at 2.30, I don't know. But I do think that lessens the emotion there um, uh, in Texas. But uh, I'm leaning under as well. That might be a little bit of a square pick, but we know Bo uh, Nix and his struggles on the road. Um, he has been better as of late, but that still kind of lingers in my mind because if that crowd does get rowdy and he gets off to a bad start, that could limit Auburn. And I think ultimately um, this is going to be a close game as the spread indicates. And uh, in the second half, I think they're both teams, whoever be winning, um, will try to keep it on the ground and kind of try to control that clock. 
Yeah, I mean, I I totally agree with you. You didn't say anything there that I could I could raise a flag over. Well, do I ever? I mean, come on, come yeah. on. Sometimes I do, if no, for no other reason for the listeners, because although I may not vehemently disagree, I may not wholeheartedly agree. So I'm just going to throw out the other side of the coin just to be a dick. I mean, I do that. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: in in your factor, when you come down to this game. Uh, do you hold anything against Jimbo Fisher for not uh, giving you season tickets and uh, comping you sideline passes for his time there in Florida? No, I mean, I I don't. I I hold if I hold anything against Jimbo Fisher, it's getting Bobby Bowden tossed out. <laughs> well, uh, R.I.P. Um, he's a legend, and uh, I don't know how you move on from legend, but um, time goes on, Uncle Dave. Now, are you mad because you and Bobby Bowden are the same age? Is that what hit you so hard? Wait a minute. You know what? Bobby Bowden's never going to grow a, a day older, so I do have that. <laughs> You're catching up rapidly. Funny guy. I'm going to have to get. I'm going to have to get riled up here. <laughs> Let's move on, Uncle Dave. We have number 11, Oklahoma State. They're 7-1. and one. They're traveling to unranked West Virginia. They're winners for us last week, 4-4. Four and four. Opening line, Oklahoma State minus 2.5 over under 49. Current line, Oklahoma State minus 3.5 over under still at 49. <sighs> How many times can West Virginia produce at home? We saw the win last week against Iowa State and then earlier in the season against Virginia Tech. They seem to play their best while they are while they are at home, but the four and four record kind of uh, has me questioning how many weeks in a row can they continue to do it. I slightly lean square Oklahoma State, but I am on the over here. What about you, Uncle Dave? Oh wait, uh, at my age, I need a nap in between games here, pal. <laughs> okay, I apologize. Oh, sorry, Uncle Dave is a spry what thirty seven years old. Thirty eight. All right. He hasn't played his own ball on the golf course in 37 years. No, about two weeks. Okay. Okay. Who do you got? You on the Cowboys? Uh, No, I don't know what I'm going to do here. Um, Probably so. I mean, Oklahoma State, they they played Iowa State pretty tough on the road. And I think they can maybe draw on that experience here because they they obviously they didn't win that game. And the Cowboys are, you know, again, they're quietly positioned to maybe jump way up in the CFB rankings by the end of the year. You know, the only big 12 team ranked higher is Oklahoma, uh, who they end this season with at home. Uh, And they've got the head to head against Baylor. So, you know, they'll be favored at TCU. They'll be favored at Texas Tech. So they could be your big 12 champs. And what was funny when I was looking at this is they're only behind Oklahoma to win the big 12, obviously, yet they're 130 to one to win the national championship. Um, So uh, in fact, Texas A&M, who, who won't uh, be in the SEC championship, uh, and they have like, they beat Wake. I mean, they have zero defense and shorter odds, and, and Wake is actually uh, shorter odds than Oklahoma State to win the national championship, which is pretty scary. But, you know, I look at the Cowboys, and they're fourth in yards allowed per game defensively, 11th in points per play, and, and number one in third down defense, and that's a stat that I really love because – you have a better chance of winning if you have the ball. I know uh, that's prophetic, but it's true. Uh, the Cowboys let nobody run on them, and West Virginia can't run anyway. They're just 3.8 yards per carry. So if the Mountaineers are going to stay in this and or win it, um, they're going to have to pass. You know, They announced Tuesday uh, that a starting corner and a starting tight end are done for the year. So 
with that, uh, nobody on this West Virginia team has beaten Oklahoma State, so that's maybe motivation. But nobody on the Cowboys has lost to West Virginia in their in their four years there. So that's confidence. You know, I, I hate to fade the Mountaineers at home. They were good to us last week, but I do like the Cowboys. I'm I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, too many too many times we get in these situations, especially when we have winners, we kind of link onto them as betters. Like, oh, look what they did for me last time. Or in the opposite manner, say, I'm never betting on that team again. But to me, it's situational. It's another afternoon game. And although there wasn't any travel, um, it's a it's just emotional for me. How many times can a team get up at home? And um, when you have four losses, it tells me not often. So they did last week. Congratulations. Are, are they going to live off of that high? Maybe so. But even though in the loss, I saw what Oklahoma State has done on the road this year at Boise State. I know that you don't find that to be an impressive win, and maybe it's not, but it's still a road win nevertheless. And then um, at Iowa State, they did compete. They could have won that game. Um, so I, I think that Oklahoma State is motivated. They had their hiccup. They have their loss. West Virginia might be riding too much of a high here for me. I am on the Cowboys, and I'm on the over. Um, we will move on, Uncle Dave, uh, to your favorite conference, the Big Ten. We have number three, Michigan State. They're eight and zero. Oh. They're going to Purdue, unranked, five and three. Opening line: Michigan State minus two and a half, over under fifty. Current line: Michigan State minus three, over under up to fifty four. Uncle Dave, this was almost my best bet. Um, but it came in second. So this is going to be my two weight here. Uh, second most light game. Uh, I'm on Purdue here. Uh, this seems like a classic letdown spot for Michigan State. Not necessarily who they play next week because it is only Maryland, but they do have to worry about that because Michigan State's given up 300 yards in the air per game, and uh, the Tagovailoa kid can zip it. Um, but Purdue doesn't throw all that well, but if they are going to throw that well, it's going to be against this Michigan State team. We've already seen Purdue um, get big wins this year at Iowa. Um, and they're coming off a win at Nebraska. We know that they lost to uh, Minnesota, which doesn't look good. And then Wisconsin, it's not a terrible loss. But I just, I don't know. It's too much Cinderella for me. I think it's blasphemy that Michigan State's number three. I think Cincinnati should be ahead of them. Uh, just from watching both teams, I think Cincinnati's a clearly better team. So maybe I'm a little pissed off with the college rankings right now in the playoffs because my boy Fickle and Riddle, uh, it, they, they deserve to be in there. It's bullshit. It really is. But anyways, like I said, um, I think this is a classic letdown spot. Give me Purdue at home plus a three, and I think it's going to go up too. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, obviously, I think with that line, it, it's uh, either a trap or a gift. And, and, and yeah, you got the letdown. And, and, and Sparty still has to play at Columbus and against Penn State, who won at Wisconsin. So, you know, if they do run the table, they would, will have earned it. But, you know, with that said, Purdue can still win the Big Ten West, although I think the Gophers have the head-to-head uh, matchup there. But, you know, it's it's not enough to have Purdue anything but focused here. And, you know, yeah, Sparty's the safer pick, if you will. But at minus three, they're essentially saying these teams are relatively even on a neutral field. I, I don't know about all that, but you know, Purdue did win at Iowa, so there's that. And, you know, the issue I have with Purdue, though, Justin, is the 28 points they put up at Nebraska last week was the most they'd scored since a game with Connecticut uh, way back in early September. So, you know, even with a less-than-focused Sparty defense, I, I don't see him scoring a ton. You know, I really wanted to go right to get, again to the under. And, again, as you mentioned, the, the market's moved up a ton. 
that could be could be an attempt to get a better number later as the syndicates come back with real money on the under. Uh, but either way, it's under or nothing for me. Uh, Purdue can't run. They're 126 in the nation in, in yards per carry. They are a pass-happy team. Uh, Michigan State can be beaten through the air, but since nobody runs on them, they've had plenty of practice defending passes. And, you know, I lean Purdue. It's a hard bet to make, so I'll let you have it. I'll probably split my bet on the under for the first half and for the full game in spite of the market saying something totally different. Now talk about that a little bit. I want you to go in depth here and we can kind of pause from the games because I think this is important. Pause and take a nap. <laughs> Are you essentially saying that Vegas is trying to raise the total to get the square betters to take the over knowing that sharp money late in heavy amounts is going to come in on the under and they want to even that out? Well, I mean, it's entirely possible. I don't know the right answer, but I don't think that Vegas would raise the number based on anything but money. You know, they said it where they said it. And you will see oftentimes, especially with totals, um, you'll see early money come in one way. And, you know, it takes a lot less money to move a line early in the betting cycle because, the, you know, it's not a very liquid market. And um, it, they will move it with a, with a bunch of money all once one way, uh, but a bunch of money being like nothing compared to what they might come back with later on the under um, when it is a little more liquid market. Uh, and, and people have, they've bet it up. And then you have the followers who see that and they go, oh, it must be over. So I'm going to take it at a worse number. So then it goes up to even a bigger number. And then once it hits, whatever number the syndicates are looking for, they'll come back and, and pound the under. And, and in doing so, uh, they, you know, if they're right with the under, they have, you know, they're going to make money because they bet more on the under uh, than the over. But then they also have created a four or five point middle for themselves to potentially win both. This is why you tune in to free content from Uncle Dave. Um, that's great stuff there. And I think it's something that uh, some people don't um, think about or even acknowledge because, you know, most of these guys are scrolling through the line Saturday morning. And that's why it's so important to visit um, websites like pregame that tell you the opening lines, the movement and everything in between. Um, so, so I'm with you there for me. Like I said, I just think it's a letdown spot. It's not really because they're in the playoffs, but it's like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm high and mighty. I've made it. Well, no, you still got Penn State and you still got Ohio State and uh, you, you got some other things to do here. They're far from being in there. And, 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 and it's bullshit. You've watched both teams. Cincinnati's a better football team, Uncle Dave. No comment. They're a better football team. They're better coached as well. I don't want to hear that BS. You know, they're talking about this guy from Michigan State and he's a fine coach, LSU job, this, that, and the other. And I know Fickle might not want to leave, but he should be the people that are pounding, that's pounding on the door. USC should be calling him. LSU should be calling him. I mean, this is one of the best coaches in the country. But, okay. Well, he is. I, I said that's a little disagreement there. We'll move on, Uncle Dave. I'm going to get fired up. Cincinnati's not getting the, the respect they deserve. Um we have unranked Texas. They're four and four. They're going to unranked Iowa State, which is five and three. Opening line 
Iowa State minus six and a half over under 62. Current line, Iowa State minus six and a half still over under 60. Uncle Dave, we're going to do that little game that we did last week. I'm going to say one, two, three, and you just name the team of the side that you are either leaning or like. You with me? Okay. Well, wait a minute. I got to set my alarm. Okay. This is by special request. Okay. So from a listener, true story. Here we go. One, two, three. Texas. Oh, cost fire. Uncle Dave, no way. You're looking at the four loss Texas, okay? You're looking at teams that they lost to Baylor, Oklahoma State, OU. This is a free year for Sarkeesian. They have a senior quarterback that's going to stay motivated because it's his last chance there. These losses are not, they're not hitting anybody hard. They're not doing anything. They're working through the problem. Sarkeesian is saying, hey, this isn't my problem. This is a roster that I took over. They want to get wins. Iowa State has been less than impressive. Okay, yeah, they beat Oklahoma State, big deal. But look what they just did. They gave up 38 to a West Virginia team, which we both can think or know that Texas has a better offense than that. They've beat Kansas State in Kansas. Big whoop. Okay, with the Oklahoma State, I get it so far. Whatever. They lost to Baylor. This is a semi-overrated Iowa State team. We just talked about it a couple weeks ago, how they've been the biggest letdown in college football to this point with Purdy, with all those guys that they have there. And now they beat Oklahoma State and then lose to a shitty West Virginia team or average one, and we're just going to jump on them to cover a touchdown? No way. Give me Texas. Okay, you're right. No, I'm not, but give me your, give me your side. No, I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. And then we, should we start over, I'll just say Texas. No, I want you to give me your give the listeners what they want, which is your honesty. Um, I'm, I'm going to be honest. You know, yeah, the, the Cyclone season's been officially shattered with that loss at West Virginia. Uh, and we were on the Mountaineers in part because the Cyclone season was already a disappointment based on you know, expectations over the summer. Uh, I was also on Baylor over Texas for some of the same reasons. So, you know, we got wounded teams with nothing to lose. And I think uh, the Texas defense, or lack of, uh, I think it's advantage Iowa State. You know, I, I did say in the early summer when I gave out Bijan Robinson as a, as a long-shot Heisman winner that this was the one game this year where he might not be able to pad his stats. And, and that still stands. You know, last week I mentioned how that I don't think they've recovered from that Oklahoma meltdown. Um, you know, in all fairness, they beat barely beat a, a shattered TCU team. Uh, they, I, I don't see a good win for them. I, I won't put the Texas Tech game on there anywhere near a good win. You know, on the on the flip side, Iowa State hasn't been able to create separation, um, but that's a big total for a Cyclones game. And if that total's close to right, I have to like the Cyclones to cover. I mean, I want the team with a better defense. One reason might be the fact they really need to pound the shit out of someone right now. You know, there could be some motivation uh, because uh, from Texas from last year's game when, when I actually beat him in, in Austin, but you know, I got a new coach and a new quarterback for Texas. And after the last month, I, I don't think that's going to factor in. I, I think this is, this is partial, partially situational that Iowa state has absolutely nothing to lose and that Texas defense just sucks, and that I, I just don't think they really ever recovered from from that Oklahoma game um, and on the road. I mean, I, I I see your point, and it's hard not to, but I am going to just disagree with you 
because I enjoy disagreeing with you and I'm going to disagree with you because then the listeners can get both sides of the story and decide for themselves. Well, that's a good point. And uh, I always scared when we disagree. It's just, I believe that um, all, although uh, uh, the coach there at Iowa state, um, he's not on his way out, but it just feels like a disappointment with this group that they've had there with Purdy and what's his name, the running back, so on and so forth. And it's just been a letdown. And um, especially after that loss, I feel like some of those seniors are coming back like, man, it's done. We're going to be in some pinstripe bowl in New York or whatever. Now that's still awesome. You get to play in Yankee stadium, but, uh, but it's, it's over Texas as young kids and they're competing and, 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 and maybe um, we'll see uh, uh, some young players play that are motivated and, I don't know. Um, let me ask you this. We always talk about coach quarterback defense. We know who has the better defense. We know probably who has the better quarterback. Um, who's a better coach in this matchup? Um, I'll have to go with Iowa State, Campbell. Eh. Wrong answers only, Uncle Dave. Oh, I know that. I mean, <laughs> and I, I knew what you were going to go through, so I – I picked the other side. All right. Well, let's do a recap here before we get to our pizza bets. Tell me why um, Sarkeesian is so wonderful. Because, because he, he was at Alabama and coached oh, under Nick Saban. He's at Alabama for like a year or two. And he's a recovering he's, alcoholic. He's commendable, Uncle Dave. Well, you know, he also had like six first-round draft picks. I mean – you know, you and I could have probably had that team doing. Okay, so think about that team. Somebody posted that on Twitter the other day. Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, Najee Harris, Henry Ruggs, uh, Jalen Waddle, uh, Jerry Judy, uh, uh, Alex Leatherwood. Um, who's the other one? There, it was just a laundry list. I mean, today's stars in the NFL. I mean, minus Henry Ruggs, but Mac Jones. Mac Jones, yeah. Which, who, 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 oh, and I want to bring this up. Side note, side note. And I know McKenzie, I don't know if he listens to this or not, but he's affiliated with people that you're affiliated with. So uh, no disrespect needed here. Let me ask you this. And this is a total side tangent. We're going to get into this quickly. Is Shanahan in San Francisco a top 10 coach? Because I'm saying no. And I'm saying that he ruined that franchise by not picking Mac Jones. Well, I don't know if he single-handedly ruined that franchise by not picking Mac Jones. Um, I I would agree with you. Is he a top 10 coach? Well, X's and O's and whatnot, probably. Um, but um, personnel-wise, no, obviously. I mean, you know, he's he's made some 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 probably regrettable decisions, you know, even – even trading for Garoppolo. And, uh, you know, I don't know how much of that would fall on him or Lynch uh, or both, but I don't, you know, there's a lot of coaches in the NFL that really aren't very good. So it might not be really hard to make it into the top 10, but if I'm, if I'm starting a new franchise and I'm picking a coach out of the 32 right now, he would probably not be in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, just his blunders in the Super Bowl alone have really gotten me very upset. But, okay, so Belichick's better than him, yes? <laughs> Mike Tomlin? 
Yeah. Sean McVay? Yeah. John Harbaugh? Debatable. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Stefanski in Cleveland? Debatable. Mm. Uh, Frank Wright, Indianapolis? Stefanski wasn't a one-year wonder last year. I got you. Okay, Uh, Frank Wright? I trust him more. Okay, Sean McVay? Yeah. Sean Payton? For sure. Uh, Pete Carroll? Debatable. Bruce Arians? Probably. Mike Vrabel? For sure. Ron Rivera? Probably. I gave you about 12. Anyways, that was a side tangent. That's just bonus content for the people here. Let's get into it. Pizza bets time. If you guys are degenerates like us, I'm a degenerate, whether I'm up a lot or down a lot. I cannot watch a football game with any enjoyment without just a little coin on it, Uncle Dave. What do you got for us pizza bets today? Um, Can you give something out for tonight? If we get this pot out for tonight, there's there, there's two games tonight. Can you give us one? Um, I, I, th- I think I like the under in the Utah-Stanford game. Stanford's quarterback, McKee, there is questionable. Um Utah will probably win. I mean, the line's going from like six to nine. So indications are he probably won't play. So, I mean, I don't think Utah has any reason to pound the crap out of him. So I like that under. Um, And now I'm going to blindly at first glance scroll through the rotation. And I'm going to take um, Florida State plus three at home. That was my pizza bet. NC State. Well, you can have it. You know, I'll, I'll just skip it for, you know. No, no, I'm glad. It made me happy. It might turn into a real bet, not a pizza bet. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see what else we got based on, based on, well, now here's an interesting one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fade your Bearcats and take Tulsa plus 23. How about that? I don't dis, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike that only because um, Cincinnati has been known to be vulnerable a little bit defensively, but. If they're not motivated after the rankings come out, I don't know when they would be, so watch out. Yeah, let me see what else we got going on here. I'm on UAB if anybody likes that kind of football. Is that a real bet or a pizza bet? Pizza bet. These are all only pizzas. Um, I'm also on Michigan. I'm thinking maybe Memphis plus four and a half or five at home against SMU. Um. You can have this on about conference. I'll leave you alone. Okay. Um, yeah, that Tennessee Kentucky line is flipped, but I'm I just have no opinion on that. That's a a ton of money on Tennessee, and I guess a lot of people will bet Tennessee now, seeing that. But they could have had three or three and a half plus three or three and a half. Now they're going to be laying a little bit, so I would probably pass that game at this point. After Cal cashed our pizza bet last week, I'm fading them on the road at Arizona this week. Um, I have a little bit of like for Western Kentucky. They were one of my favorite teams earlier in the season, and then they've fallen on hard times, but they still don't suck. So Western Kentucky probably will pound the crap out of Middle Tennessee State. And we're getting to the bottom here. Um, you know, maybe a late-night bailout game. Here we go. It's like, it's like 10 p.m. local time your time, or maybe even later, um, Hawaii at home catching more than a touchdown against San Diego State. Yeah, I'm on Hawaii, too. 
the Aztecs are are clearly the better team, and the spread says that. But you know, it's as far from San Diego to Honolulu as it is from you know Jacksonville to San Diego. So that's a that's a long that's a long trip, and I just uh, wonder if they can maintain what they've been doing. So you know, when when all our bets are wrong for the whole day, starting at you know 11 a.m. your time and run until uh, midnight your time, then I'm saying we risk everything on Hawaii to, to either bail everything out or just file bankruptcy. Well, I agree with you, but the best thing about going like seven or eight, no, the week before is that even if you lose all of them, you're still 50% better, which is not. Yeah, but there's people that didn't listen last week and they're listening now that, that get to be the beneficiary of, of, uh, of uh, normal variants. Well, uh, and then I am still going to audition for the NFL role, if it ever comes available for anybody who's listening, uh, because that's my passion. I love college football, but I love, 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 love NFL. Kind of like a, uh, when you go uh, to Vegas and you win a lot of money and you get comped all those steaks and drinks and shit, and they're not very good, but they're free. That's how much I love football. Okay, Uncle Dave. So I am going to be on the team I just talked shit about. Give me the San Francisco 49ers plus three. Um, or actually, uh, it's down. Uh, I got it at plus three. It is not there anymore. Um, I, I'm, I'm on them against the Cardinals. They're minus two. So basically, yeah, minus, I got them at one and a half right now. I'm looking. Don't shave my points. Well, you know, I don't understand how you can give out on a Friday morning the team that you took at plus three, which in all fairness, I did too. But now you're telling people to take them at minus two. You're just like the people in the pregame forums. I I took it at plus three. I'm letting you know that. So that way there's transparency. I'm doubling down on a a minus one and a half. Well, so why don't you just play the money line at that point? I could. So basically, you're saying you still like it as much at, at whatever it is now than you did at plus two. Of, of course not. That would be asinine to say that I like it at giving up points compared to catching a field goal. But it's, the line tells me that we were right. Well, that's because Kyler Murray ruled out. Yeah, I know. Well, I, you know, I, I, we go to church on Sunday, right? Sometimes, as hard as this game is, Uncle Dave, sometimes the Lord helps us out. Well, I understand that. I mean, I took Kansas City and San Francisco for many of those same reasons. At, 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 at obviously, you know, I guess a pick of myself with the Chiefs, I don't remember. Uh, and I took the 49ers at plus three. And the reason I did that was twofold. Number one, you know, both quarterbacks were potentially not going to play. And number two, even if they did play, I lean that way. And number three, the line was never going to get any better, no matter what. So I took the best line, and then if things happen, I'll deal with it later. Right. Well, that was my two cents. Maybe one day I'll be good enough to get on some NFL pod. Hey, if there's any listeners out there, I'm available for NFL pod. No so, no, no, minimum listen, listenership required. Do you. <laughs> Guys. That was another great episode. Do not forget to check out all these guys at thebettingpredators.com. They have picks, sides, 
fantasy advice, season long, daily fantasy. We got some really, really intelligent people over there working very hard to make you money. I think they're going on like four straight weeks at plus 65% or something like that on prop bets. Uh, don't quote me on that, but they are killing it on prop bets over there. Uh, Sleepy, uh, the mad journalist, uh, they got tons of stuff. Uh, McKenzie's over there. We got just tons of people working very hard. And then Although this will always be free content for me and the legend himself, Dave Essler, you can go support Dave and get his season-long picks at pregame.com. All the information that we get for this show comes from pregame. There's tons of stuff over there. Become a member. Get Sleepy's picks uh, premium. Get Dave's picks premium. And Uncle Dave, I want to give you like 10 seconds to do a little shout out. We have some college basketball coming up. I don't know if you're doing season longs, but the best value in any of your premium stuff is season long. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I need more than 10 seconds for that one. Um, but, you know, bottom line is, you know, buying, buying picks daily. Unfortunately, too many people do it and it just creates a whole negative EV thing. I mean, if you're spending 25 bucks or whatever, and I try to give everybody my whole card, not just one game, uh, but, you know, it takes a minus 110 to a minus 135 if, you know, it's just say you're betting 100 bucks. And, and that's um, kind of ridiculous to think that you can win long term playing minus 135. Um, you know, I, I'll stop there. Uh, but that's just my, that's like a, a fraction of my two cents. It's a pet well, it's a good two cents. And you could hear if you guys listen to the dream preview, which I hope you do. Um, RJ Bell uh, has said many times, Dave Essler is the winningest sports better on pregame since it has started. Um, if you pick everything that uncle Dave picks uh, for the history of uh, basically pregame itself, you're going to win more than you lose. So that should be um, uh, convincing enough to put your money into it. Guys, this is another great week. Um, we're going to get out of here. Um, please listen. Please give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us with any questions. We love retweets, especially with the pod. We want to grow this to be bigger than it is. Um, but uh, you can find me on Twitter at Coach Jrod one That's Coach J-R-O-D. And then the number one, you can find the legend himself, Dave Essler. That's at Dave underscore Essler. Dave, any final thoughts? Nope. All um, right. You, you tapped my brain and now it's really time for a nap. Perfect. It's raining in Florida, so no golf today. Spend time with your wife. Maybe do something that she'd like to do. Go to the grocery store. Just, just call it good. <laughs> All right. Let's have a good week, boys. Good luck, and uh, hopefully we make a lot of money. We'll see you all next week.